Okay, here we go. We are moving along in the New Testament, and we are in Matthew chapter 21. This is a passage that uh, some people know a little bit about, but maybe not the background to it. This is what we would call the passage of Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is the day that Jesus came into Jerusalem, riding on a colt, coming in, being declared to be king. Now, the prophecies talk about this, talk about him coming here. In fact, there's a fascinating prophecy in the book of Daniel, chapter 9, called the 77s. And it's quite a complicated prophecy, but when you get into it, you find that Daniel, who was in Babylon, we're talking 600 B.C. or so, Daniel had prophesied the exact day that Jesus would come into Jerusalem on this cult, being declared king. Well, we can't get into Daniel chapter 9, but we are in, da in Matthew chapter 21. And it says this, after they, as, they, as they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, and he said, Go into the village ahead of you, and at once you'll find a donkey there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. Well, <clears throat> this is really entering into the last week of the life in the ministry of Jesus. And it really begins here, this last week of the life and ministry of Jesus, on what's known as Palm Sunday. And it says that they're uh, approaching Jerusalem and they came to the Mount of Olives. So what's going to be happening as we continue these chapters all the way to the end to chapter 28 is Jesus is going to be coming in and out of the city of Jerusalem during the last week of his life in ministry, coming in and out of the city. What it is, the Passover meal, the Passover feast is happening, and there's hundreds of thousands of pilgrims that have come to Jerusalem. And it's difficult to find a place to stay in Jerusalem. So Jesus is staying outside of the city, not too far out of the city, but he's staying outside of the city. And here they're on the Mount of Olives. <clears throat> How this works is there's this Mount of Olives where there were olive trees, right? You go down the hill. It's called the Palm Sunday Road. Now it's a very steep hill and they've carved out a path now that winds because it's so steep, but you can walk down it. You go down into it, you get into Kidron Valley, and then you go up into the city of Jerusalem. And Jesus and his disciples are going to be making this journey back and forth into the city of Jerusalem for the next several days, the last week of the life and ministry of Jesus. So Jesus told his disciples, go and you're going to find this donkey tied there and bring him to me. Seems like this was something that was prearranged, and um, they found it exactly as Jesus said it would be. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, your king comes to you. He's gentle and he's riding on a donkey, on the colt, on the fall of a donkey. So this prophecy is from Zechariah, Old Testament prophet. It's called one of the minor prophets. And again, Matthew is the Jewish gospel written primarily to the Jewish people who had the Old Testament and were waiting for the Messiah, were waiting for the king to come. And there's this prophecy about him coming and riding on a donkey. Well, this is what's going to happen on Palm Sunday. 
And so the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. That's always a good thing to do. Jesus tells you to do it. You should go do it. <laughs> uh, they brought the donkey and the colt, and they placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. Now, that might seem like it's not much. They took their cloaks and put it on the donkey for Jesus to sit on. But if you were living in the first century in ancient Jerusalem, your cloak was a big deal. It was a major piece of clothing for you. They didn't have closets like we do where you can go into your wardrobe or your walk-in closet and choose what you're going to wear tonight, which is maybe different than what you wore today. You only had one or two pieces of clothing. In your cloak, you used it for everything. You would use it for work. You would use it for sleeping. You would put the cloak over you, and it would usually come down to your ankles. You would wear a belt, and when you were walking, you would you would pull up the, the cloak and let it hang over the belt so that your legs could move freely. But your cloak was everything. And so to take your cloak and to put it on a donkey so that Jesus can come into Jerusalem on it is a really big deal because it's expensive, it's valuable, and it's something that you need really in your everyday life. So this is a real act of worship. It's a real act of sacrifice. They're really giving a lot and putting the cloaks on the on the donkey. And it's a good chance they're not going to get it back. Maybe it'll just get lost in all of the commotion. We'll see there's going to be quite a bit of commotion coming up here. So they brought the donkey and the colt, and they put their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road. So people are taking off their cloaks, and they're putting them on the road. They're doing kind of making the path for the the king to come and the, the red carpet treatment by taking their cloaks and putting it down. So Jesus and his donkey can come on this, the red carpet treatment. The king is coming. Let's fix the roads. Let's fix everything. Let's let him make a grand entrance. <clears throat> so King Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, making a grand entrance. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Now, do you know what kind of trees uh, they were cutting the branches from? They were cutting them from palms. That's why it's called Palm Sunday. Well, they didn't have oak trees. They had palm trees. So they're cutting the palms. And again, they're making this red carpet treatment for Jesus to come into Jerusalem. He's King Jesus. They had been looking for the Messiah. They had been looking for liberation. They had been looking for freedom. <clears throat> they had been looking for the Messiah to come for centuries. And now, here he is, the king, coming into the city. And the crowds went ahead of him and those that followed. So there's people in front of him shouting, there's people in back of him shouting. They're shouting Hosanna, Hosanna, however you might want to say that, to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Well, that word means save now. Save now. Save now. We're, we're in bondage to Rome. Save now. Set us free. Save now. We need a king. Save now. We want our nation like it used to be. Set us free. Be our king. Hosanna, save now. But when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred, and they said, who is this? Kind of fascinating that, you know, people are all excited about it, and they don't even know who it is. <laughs> Amazing. The crowd mentality is an interesting thing. We'll see how interesting the crowd mentality is here in just a moment. The crowds answered, and they said, this is Jesus 
of Nazareth, the prophet. This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And Jesus entered the temple courts. So the crowds are saying, who is this? They're gathering around. This is him. This is him. This is Jesus, the one that they've been talking about. Now, Jesus' ministry has lasted about three years. And this again, this is the last week in his, his life in ministry. And it'll be the last time he'll be in Jerusalem. He's going to die in Jerusalem. He's going to die outside of the city on the cross for us. Jesus entered the temple courts and he drove out all who were buying and selling there. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. And as is written, he said of them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. So there's a prophecy from Isaiah. Now Jesus goes into the temple area and there they're, they're selling animals. Why? Well, because they were required to make animal sacrifices. The whole concept of animal sacrifices is that the you would bring an innocent animal and that animal would, would be slain for your sins. The innocent one dies for the guilty. You take this innocent animal and you kill the, the animal for your sins. And it's the shedding of blood. And that's why the shedding of Jesus' blood is so important. He's the innocent one. He's the perfect one. And he sheds his blood for us so that we might be innocent. The innocent one is taking the place of, of the guilty. Well, what had happened in the temple courts, because these pilgrims were coming from so far, hundreds of miles away, and for them to bring animals on that journey, which would be a very, very difficult journey, walking through those areas, hundreds of miles, maybe, you know, maybe some people are just a few miles away, some 10 miles away, some hundreds of miles away, and they're coming to Jerusalem. So when you got there, what you would do is rather than bring animals with you, you would buy them. And so in the temple courts there, where the animals would be sacrificed in the temple, you could bring your money and you could buy one. Now it says the money changes. So there's people coming from different places and they, they have different currency that they're using. And so the money changes would change that money for you. But they're gouging the people. They're gouging them. They know that it's a difficult journey. And so when they get there, it's a bad deal. And so when Jesus goes there, he sees that the people are being taken advantage of and he cleanses the temple. He cleanses it. And he says, have you not heard that my father's house is supposed to be a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of robbers? I think sometimes even today, churches are made to be dens of robbers, that they're taking advantage of the people. They're taking advantage of their sincerity. They're taking advantage of their uh, sacrifices. So that's about as far as we can go. Keep reading on. But this is Palm Sunday. So if you've ever wondered about Palm Sunday, here's Palm Sunday and the origin of it. So we'll continue again tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be in chapter 22, and there's so much we missed in chapter 21. But I'd say just read all the way through chapter 21, and we'll pick up in chapter 22. Hey, bless you.